you got to hold on for dear life. The conflict may get intense. You may be in for a real battle that may last some time. But I want to tell you, weeping endures for a night, but joy will come in the morning. God will see you through it. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas, Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. The Bible has not only its heroes, but also its unsung heroes. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you for joining us. Today we're continuing the new series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible, with part two of the message, David's Mighty Men. Very few people would be unfamiliar with the story of David and Goliath, or of Samson, Abraham, Moses, or of Gideon. But many of the greatest acts of heroism recorded in Scripture were carried out by people whose names are not well known. This is why I brought this series to explore the lives and stories of the great unsung heroes of the Bible. You may be about to hear some names you're not familiar with, but whose stories will inspire your faith to new heights. So now let's go right to part two of the message, David's Mighty Men. God is glorified and the devil is vilified. Where he goes, there is joy in the house. I love seeing the bound get set free. It says Jesus went about everywhere doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Our church is all about promoting the kingship of Jesus to the whole world. Will you go there with me? Will you go there with me? Uh, I said, will you go there with me? Oh, I'm excited about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the best thing happening in this entire world. I love seeing the bound set free and what happens to them when a frown turns into a smile, when sorrowful countenances receive joy. I love seeing somebody stand up and testify, I once was bound, but now I'm free. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I love it. So these men became evangelists for the kingship of David. But then there was more with them. These men who had made David their captain soon discovered that in doing so, they had been drafted into a war. They had been drafted into a battle. David was a man of battle, a man of war. He was called to war. God had anointed him and appointed him to establish a nation. And to establish that nation, giants had to be defeated. And he was always at war with these giants. And these men basically said, since you're our captain, your battle is my battle. Your cause is my cause. Your enemies are my enemies. David, if they don't like you, they don't like me. And if they don't like me, they don't like you. We are one now. We're in this battle together. And here is where these mighty men distinguish themselves. 
And even though their warfare was with sword and spear and they were fighting in a real flesh and blood war, it was still spiritual warfare because David had been anointed by God and his kingdom had been ordained by God and the establishment of Israel as a nation was the will of God. So behind the flesh and blood war, there was a very real spiritual warfare going on. And folks, here's the way it is with you and me. Since Jesus is now our captain, can I inform you today that you are not a bench warmer, but you have been drafted into a battle. It's the Lord's battle, and his battle is now our battle. His enemies are our enemies. His cause is our cause. If he's attacked, I'm attacked. If I'm attacked, he's attacked. If you're attacked, I'm attacked. If I'm attacked, you're attacked. Because we're in the same battle, the same war, and who is it against? It is against the enemy of our soul. It is against the enemy. Jesus went about everywhere doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So we're in a battle. We're in a warfare. It's spiritual in nature. And here's where these mighty men stepped in and helped David become all that he could be in the days of the kings. Now the first man, the chief of David's mighty men, was Adino, who was a Tachmanite. He raised his spear against 800 men who he killed in one encounter. This wasn't 20 battles, just one. And in one encounter, he took down 800 men. Now I listen to that and my logic says, that's not possible. How could that be that one man defeated 800 soldiers, trained for battle, trained for war? How could that be? Well, we're given a little bit of insight into how it could be in his name. You see, his name, Tachmanite, he was a Tachmanite, means one who possesses insight and practical wisdom. Now I want to talk to you about the importance of wisdom. Wisdom is not knowledge. Knowledge is not wisdom. We've got a whole nation filled with knowledge, technological knowledge, geographical knowledge, aeronautical knowledge, but we don't have wisdom. Wisdom is different from knowledge. This man had practical insight and wisdom. Here's what it means. If you wage war against an enemy, whether seen or unseen, you need to know what to do and when to do it and who your enemy actually truly is. If you don't know who your enemy is, you will never defeat your enemy. And this is where wisdom comes in. Adino was the chief among the three because he understood the battle and he understood who he was up against and he possessed the wisdom, the insight to defeat 800 men at one time. Adino combined strength with wisdom. Church, I've known strong people who had no wisdom. And I want to tell you that in these last days, we better be a people of wisdom. Daniel prophesied. Daniel looked down the tunnel of time. And Daniel said, those that do know their God in the last days, knowledge, wisdom, those that do know their God will, are the ones who will be strong and do exploits. We need the wisdom of God. I'm praying for wisdom in my own life like I've never prayed for wisdom before because I believe the church is going to need great wisdom in the days that are coming and we're going to have it. 
Because the Bible says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and does not upbraid them for asking, and they will receive it. God gives wisdom. Paul had this wisdom. Paul was a great warrior because Paul had wisdom. He understood his enemy and showed you and me who the enemy really is. He said, you think you're up against flesh and blood. You think you're fighting your spouse. You think you're fighting your boss. You think you're fighting your children. You think you're fighting people who are persecuting you and coming against you. But Paul said, no, no, no. You're not really battling flesh and blood. But behind the people that are coming against you and hindering you and pushing up against you and deterring you and hindering your walk with God, there is a spiritual force. He said, we battle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness that are fighting in heavenly places to hinder the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. As I preach to you, there are spiritual strong men over this city of Fort Worth. And I'm going to tell you, they are our Goliath. But Goliath came down with a slingshot and a stone. Goliath came down by faith. And a young man who simply believed God. Paul said, listen, I know who my enemy is. I've got wisdom. He said in another place, I fight to win. I do not shadow box. I'm not beating the air. A shadow boxer is doing this, hitting air. He's not connecting with anything. And that's what some people are fighting. I'm up against my spouse. I'm up against my children. I'm up against... No, no. You're shadow boxing if you think it's flesh and blood. Behind them, there is a force coming against you as a believer because the blood is on your life. And the Bible says that when you know who your enemy is, you've got wisdom to go for the jugular and bring him down. Some of you are shadow boxing in your home, shadow boxing in your marriage. You don't realize the enemy has targeted your family, your marriage, your money, your home, your children. It's time for us to have our eyes open and have the wisdom of God dropped on us so that we can fight the real enemy. Adino was the chief because he possessed the lethal combination of strength and wisdom. Listen to the importance of wisdom. The Bible says, by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. By what wisdom? And then here's my favorite, Proverbs 21, verse 22. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Notice it didn't say a strong man scales the city of the mighty. It said a wise man. What does a wise man do that a strong man doesn't do? The wise man understands the stronghold that that city is leaning on. And he attacks the stronghold and brings it down. And then the city is butter to take. See, we've got to recognize the strongholds, the stronghold of political correctness, the stronghold of philosophies that defy God, the strongholds of godlessness that have gripped this country, and not shadow box against people, but go beyond the people and go for the jugular of the enemy by realizing what he's using to keep the country in a stronghold. Come on, church. 
Adino understood the stronghold they trusted in. And somehow he demolished the stronghold these 800 men were leaning on and brought them down in one battle. One man standing there. 800 coming against him. How did he do it? He understood something. He had wisdom. He had their number. And he brought down a stronghold. What's a stronghold, you say? It's whatever holds you strong. You can be saved as the day is long and still have a stronghold. Stronghold is in your mind. You've got an addiction or you've got something that's gripping you. You've lost your joy and lost your peace. Let me tell you, you're not dealing with flesh and blood as a child of God. Because Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. And I've given you my word that you may have joy. So if your peace is gone and your joy is gone, God didn't take it away. But something came in and stole it. It's time to get it back. Bring down the stronghold. Paul said the weapons of our warfare are mighty. They have divine power to demolish and bring down and defeat spiritual strongholds. That's why we're taught that the Christian's most important spiritual weapons are prayer, fasting, the Word of God, praise and worship, and a personal testimony. Those five things go for the enemy's jugular and bring him down. These weapons are the wisdom of God that he's given us to defeat the enemy. So there you go. Adino illustrates the combination of strength with wisdom. If you need wisdom over your marriage and wisdom over your home, wisdom over your life, if something does have a grip on you, I'm telling you, you can ask God and he will show it to you. Now, next we come to Eleazar the Ahohite. And Eleazar in Hebrew means the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. And we can't fight spiritual battles in our own strength. We cannot do it. In our own power, we will never win. The devil is not afraid of anyone in this room. Not one scintilla of fear does he possess towards anyone in this room. But he does have dreaded fear of the one who lives in you. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. The one that defeated him in the wilderness lives in you. The one where the demon said, have you come to torment us before the day, lives in you. You are a mighty man, a mighty woman in the spirit of God. Don't sell yourself short. Don't look in the mirror and say, man, I'm just not what I could be. Start talking up Jesus in you. You're a mighty man. You're a mighty woman. You are more than a conqueror through him who loved you. Success in spiritual warfare comes only from allowing God to work through us. In the fierce battle that Eleazar faced, the men of Israel fled from the Philistines in the middle of a barley field and left Eleazar standing alone. But he did not flee in fear. He stood his ground totally alone, just as had Adino, and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. Boy, that speaks to me. That so speaks to me. The last time my hand froze to anything was a Six Flags ride. And my daughter talked me into it. And I got on some roller coaster that was straight from hell. And, and you will never see the picture that we possess that it snapped of me at the end of this ride. It had stolen my joy. It had stolen my peace. But my hands were frozen to the grip. 
I understand what happened here. But what you've got is perseverance in weariness. You've got perseverance in weariness. I don't know about you, but I experience weariness from time to time. And it seems like you give so much and sometimes you don't get back and people resist you and the devil resists you and this goes wrong and that goes wrong. And sometimes you want to just throw up your hands and say with Jacob, all these things are against me. And that little voice says, lay it down and quit and quit being so serious about God. And that's when the spirit of Eleazar has got to come upon you and you grab that sword. In their day, it was a real sword. In our day, it is the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And you say, I may feel weary. I may feel tired. I may feel like walking away, but greater is he that is in me than is my own weariness and tiredness. I don't give up. I don't quit. I don't walk away. I don't back down. I don't cave in. I keep walking and I keep fighting. His hand stuck to the sword. He's swinging when there's no strength left. And God anointed him in his weariness. I think of the words of Paul, in my weakness, he is made strong. Right when you don't feel you can take another step, the spirit of God comes through. The anointing rises up inside of you. I hope you came to listen today because I came to preach Jesus up. I want you to know that we've got a winner on the inside of us. And when you don't think you can take another swing, here comes the grace of God. And you say, here you go. It is written. It is written. Be not weary in well-doing, wrote Paul, for in due season you're going to reap if you don't faint and give up and walk away. This mighty man gripped the sword for so long and so hard that he couldn't open his hand back up. How sad it is to see so many believers today So many churches, denominations saying, well, you know what? We can afford to put the word down. The minute you put the word down, you're defeated. The moment you say, I don't need the word anymore. What's more important to me is being loved and liked by the culture. Let me tell you something. If you name the name of Jesus, they're never going to like you. You might as well face up to it. You're never going to be Mr. or Miss Popular out there in the culture if you walk with God. Yea, it says that those who live godly in Christ Jesus, not might, not maybe, but will suffer some persecution. But that's all right. Peter said, when you get persecuted for the name of the Lord, the Spirit of God and of glory is resting upon you. I don't care about their smile. I care about his smile. We've got to get to the place where these mighty men were, that though everyone fled, they stood alone and they stood for God and they took the hits and they fought the good fight and they kept the faith and they brought great glory to God and may God give us a spine of steel like they had and faith like they had. They didn't have the New Testament. They didn't have Jesus. They didn't have the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They had none of that, but they had David. And the spirit on him got on them. And the spirit that was on Jesus is getting on us. Amen? So say with me, strength mixed with wisdom and perseverance and weariness. And then there's one last one, the top of the top three. His name is Shammah, son of A.G. the Herorite. Shammah means, interestingly, ruin or desolation. But Herorite means mountaineer. This picture is a man once ruined, 
who had been transformed into a mountain climber, a great overcomer, one who climbed into the heights. Can I tell you, not a one of us today, I know for me, for sure, when he found me, I was ruined. My mind was ruined. My body was ruined. I was in deep sin, deep trouble. And he reached down into the darkness of my sin and brought me up into life. And guess what he made me? A mountain climber. He made me a one who, uh, by the grace of God, has been able to soar into the heights of prayer and soar into the heights of praise and soar into the heights of victory. He made me a winner and not a loser, a conqueror and not one defeated. He laid his hand on me. And now as I pray and seek him, I'm walking in the heights of victory, not the valley of defeat. What about you? He made my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. And he does the same with you. Shammah's story when the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of beans. Israel's soldiers once again fled, but Shammah did not run. He was not a follower of the crowd. He was not a follower of the majority. He took his stand in the middle of the field, and I believe he did it because this field was an inheritance he had received. It was his field, and the enemy was trying to steal his inheritance. The devil's a robber. And let me tell you what he's after in your life and mine. He wants our inheritance in Christ. He wants our joy. He wants our peace. He wants our family. He wants our finances. He wants our marriage. He wants our children. He wants what God has given to us. He wants our testimony. He wants our victory. He wants to steal it. And there comes a time when you've got to stand in the middle of your own bean field. It may be your marriage. It may be your home. It may be your financial well-being. Whatever it is, you've got to stand in the middle of that bean field. And here comes the enemy to take it away from you. And you've got to grab that sword like Eleazar grabbed it. You've got to hold on for dear life. The conflict may get intense. You may be in for a real battle that may last some time. But I want to tell you, weeping endures for a night, but joy will come in the morning. God will see you through it. You got to stand in the middle of that bean field and say, it may not be real glamorous. It may not be very impressive to the eyes of others, but bless God, it's my bean field. It was given to me by God. And so I stand in the middle of this thing and I say to the devil, you're not going to have it. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm not going to cavalierly give it up, turn it over. This is mine and I'm chasing you out and you're not chasing me out. You got to stand. Well, I hope our message on David's Mighty Men blessed and inspired you like it has me. I know that for me, it's encouraging to know that you don't have to be in the limelight to do something great for God. And even when others don't know about you, God does. Now, don't go anywhere just yet. Our announcer has some information all of our Life Talk listeners are going to want to hear. I want to personally thank you for being a faithful listener. You know, we're receiving more and more feedback from around the nation from people thanking us for simply staying true to God's Word. And always know, we could not do this without your prayerful and financial help. Join me again next time as we continue our brand new series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible, where I'll be talking about a lion killer named Benaiah. 
Until then, may God bless you richly is my prayer. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff. You know, at Life Talk, we want to stay connected with you and help equip and encourage you in your walk with the Lord. If you'd like to receive e-devotionals and ministry updates from me, go online to lifetalkradio.us and sign up to receive this exclusive Life Talk listener email. When you sign up for the first time, we'll send you a free resource as a thank you for being a devoted Life Talk listener. So go to lifetalkradio.us and sign up for a free e-devotional today. David's Mighty Men is the first message of Pastor Jeff's new series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible. You can own a copy of this 10-CD set for just $50 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible, for only $50 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.